Hello and welcome to On Walking the Way. Last week, we looked at how Jesus responded when interrupted on a very important journey. He stopped to heal and affirm a woman with a long-term illness while on his way to heal the dying daughter of a desperate father. This story deeply challenges me because I know how I feel when I'm interrupted, especially when I think I'm doing something important. So this week, I decided to rework an old article to more fully examine what walking with Jesus looks like on an ordinary day filled with interruptions. The world we live in often leaves us feeling harassed and anxious. It can leave us feeling desperate to take control of our lives and bring them into order. I feel like this a lot, but sometimes, maybe more often than I'm comfortable with, these interruptions actually have another source. And I think this is especially true when those interruptions are people. Sometimes, these interruptions are not interruptions at all. They are brought to us by God himself, just like the desperate woman from last week's story. Today, I'll look at another story that stopped me short and caused me to reflect a bit on my assumptions about time management or personal priorities or even self-care, whatever that is. It caused me to rethink what walking the way of Jesus really looked like for the disciples and what it might look like for me today. And by today, I really do mean today as in this actual day. So, to set up today's passage, it's important to understand that it begins just after Jesus has been informed that Herod has beheaded his cousin John the Baptist for the most outrageous reason imaginable. Matthew picks up the story from there. Now when Jesus heard this, he withdrew from there in a boat to a desolate place by himself. See, Jesus understandably wants some time alone with his father to process the loss of his cousin and contemplate the evil that brought about his insane and gruesome death. His instinct to find a quiet place to pray and process is not only correct, but important in a time like this. However, it was not to be. So let's read on. But when the crowds heard it, they followed him on foot from the towns. When he went ashore, he saw a great crowd, and he had compassion on them and healed their sick. So, despite his feelings and even his needs, Jesus had compassion for them and healed them on what was likely the worst day of Jesus' life to date, a day when he wanted nothing more than to take some time to process the loss of family. He saw the suffering of others and put their good ahead of his own. Now everything I have ever been told or taught about grief and suffering is screaming at me right now, saying, Jesus did the wrong thing. But is that right? It was a very costly thing for him to do, to be sure. But was he wrong to do it? Here we have to be careful how we judge. The compassion that Jesus showed the sick that day is the same love he showed us at the cross. 
instead of spending his remaining energy trying to heal his own wounds, he uses it to heal others, and that is love. But the story does not end there. His disciples were with him, and they knew John. They were grieving and hurt and very likely frightened as well by such a vicious attack on a godly man for the most trivial reasons imaginable. Imagine you're with him that day and consider what happens next. Now, when it was evening, the disciples came to him and said, This is a desolate place, and the day is now over. Send the crowds away to go into the villages and buy food for themselves. But Jesus said, They need not go away. You give them something to eat. Everyone was tired. The people were tired. The disciples were tired. And I'm sure Jesus was beyond all tired after giving of himself all day for this crowd. But he does not send them away as the disciples ask. Instead, he asks the disciples to feed them. Imagine yourself as one of the disciples at this moment. You just hear that someone you loved and respected was brutally murdered on a whim. Then, as you went off to grieve, you were accosted by a huge crowd and against everything you were feeling at that moment, were asked to serve them all day instead. Now, imagine when this nightmare of a day is finally ending. You are told to do the impossible and feed this crowd without the resources you need to do it. The disciples often failed in the Gospels, but this is one time that they did remarkably well. They obeyed, and they served, and trusted that somehow or other, Jesus was going to make all this work. We are all interrupted by other people and their needs, just as Jesus and his disciples were. This is just one of many examples in the Gospels of Jesus doing miracles and healing while he was actually on his way somewhere else. The question for his disciples, and us, is always the same. Are we going to choose the welfare of others in these moments, or our own? When we are busy, it is a short road from interruption to impatience, from impatience to annoyance, and annoyance to resentment. But the Holy Spirit in us is asking us to choose another path. It is the path of Jesus. It is the love of Jesus in us calling us to set aside our needs for the needs of others. Remember, love is benefiting others at our expense. This week, instead of assuming all interruptions are the devil, let's consider if some of them are, in reality, opportunities sent by God to give us a chance to labor along with Jesus, even on our worst days. Do we have the strength to do this? No, but then neither did the disciples. Jesus more than made up for what they lacked in this story, and he will do the same for us each day as we trust him and keep our eyes open for the interruptions of God. Have a great week.